1: Hey, Major League is in the in the news for some bad news. And the NBA playoffs are going on and a whole lot more. Tim Tebow has a job from what I understand. What's going on, Sam?
2: Nah, nothing much, man. Uh, just, just a lot of great basketball going on also. You know, LeBron James has revenge on his mind from 2007 when he was swept out of the playoffs with the Cleveland Cavaliers by the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, the Heat and the San Antonio Spurs is uh, shaping up to what looks like is going to be a great long series. Uh, last night, Miami uh, got some revenge on the San Antonio Spurs uh, with the 103-84 victory. Uh, you know, what's your take on this series? Who do you like? Uh, what's your thought process?
1: Well, Sam, I tell you, you know, sports is dictated by money, and you know this series has to go at least six or seven games. You can almost bet that it's going seven because the NBA wants to maximize their benefits, and I'm talking about the
2: chips, baby. Hey, well, well, I'll tell you what, they have one of the, the biggest stars, uh, the star among stars in LeBron James. Uh, whenever he's on TV, it's almost like Tiger Woods, you know, that uh, that that's going to make a lot of money for the NBA. But I, I, I tell you what, the, uh, you're talking about a team that was facing a lot of adversity coming into game, Two. Uh, you talk about the Miami Heat, you know, they lost game one. Uh, to the San Antonio Spurs at home. And uh, there was a lot of talk, you know, about Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and LeBron. Did he do enough in that loss? And uh, the Heat really came out and responded last night. And uh, they put on a show in the second half.
1: Yeah, you know they did put on a show. But you got to realize, can Ray Allen take this team far in the playoff, deep in this last round of the playoff? And he had an incredible game last night. And can Mike Miller, who's had so many injuries, take this team far into this last series of the playoffs. I'm not so sure they can, man. I, I just don't see this happening. And when you look at Chris Bosch and Dwayne Wade, they're not at the top of their game. I don't care how well LeBron James played. And, and honestly, to me, he didn't play that well last night. Uh, he was really held down in the first half of that game. I don't know how well this team can go um, in the playoffs, but then when you look at the other side, Tim Duncan, 37 years old, you know, um, Manny Ginobili, He's really struggling in in the playoffs. He's this season. He's had some struggles, and then there's Tony Parker, who's who's a great French player. But how far can he take this team without Manu, the, the Ginobili? So it's it's kind of tough, you know. It's it's up in the air. But I really think that it's going to go seven games.
2: Well, uh, you know, to um, to kind of come back to Mike Miller and the Ray Allen, I I really think that uh Spolstra don't get enough credit for some of the adjustment that some of the adjustments that he make uh, during the game. You know, uh, he put shooters on the court last night uh, to to space the floor. And uh, when Le- LeBron drived and people collapsed on him, Mike Mill and Ray Allen, they had some great looks and they knocked down shots. So, you know, that's a credit to the coach in, uh making adjustments and, and having – faith in those players. Ray Allen is one of the the greatest three point shooters in the history of the NBA game. And, you know, Mike Miller, uh, he's a guy that came on strong last year in the, in the NBA finals. And, uh, you know Miami, they did a good job of arresting Mike Miller throughout the season uh, for this moment. You know now they're they're giving him more minutes. Uh, he's making shots, uh, but and, and I really feel that the Heat's going to be successful. If they're going to beat the Spurs. That then those guys they're going to need those bonus points because Wade and Bosch, they're not playing at the top of their level. And, uh, and if you're the Spurs, you have to be thinking that I cannot let Ray Allen and Mike Miller beat me. And uh, you know those guys hit shots last night. And and Miami was very fortunate to win that game last night without LeBron playing at his best, but but I tell you what, they went on a 35 to 9 run to turn a one point game into a blowout. And uh during that run, the Spurs had more turnovers, 6, than they had baskets, 4, and Miami shot almost 70 per, uh, 77% and made five or six three points. You know, it's going to be tough to beat them. And uh, Mario Chalmers is another guy that's really going to be a key for the Miami Heat. Uh, you know, he played he played some big-time basketball last night.
1: Yeah, he he has played some big-time basketball throughout this whole series. Even though he seems to be just a, a whipping post for LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, look like they're always arguing at that kid or giving him some cross-eyed look. It doesn't seem to be fair. But, man when you look at it with, 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 uh, with the San Antonio Spurs, Ginobili has to play better for them to win. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. And they cannot depend on a guy like Green to carry them. You know, at one point, he, he, he was playing the best basketball on the court last night. You know, you got Tim Duncan missing dunks, but he is 37 years old now. We have to take that in consideration. And I know Tim Duncan wants to win better than a mug because he knows he doesn't have very many chances at this NBA championship, and he's here now. He is in the championship. So I know he wants it bad, and I know he has to convey this to his teammates, and they got to play a lot better than they played last night, man.
2: Uh, I I really uh, agree with uh, Ginobili. He's going to really have to step his game up. You know, he turned the ball over. He had five points, two of six shoot. They're going to need more out of Ginobili if they're going to be successful. Uh, Danny Green, he's a guy that hit some big-time shots last night, was 5-of-5 from three-point range. But, uh, again, you know, the Spurs were in in the game into the second half, and Miami, they they put on the track shoes and just ran those guys out the gym. But uh, I I really uh, feel that, that the momentum, the fans, the, the atmosphere, it was electric last night and uh, Miami fed off of that. And I'm, I'm thinking the same thing when San Antonio go home, they're going to, this is a very important game three for the San Antonio Spurs. They need to go up two to one in this series. And, uh, you know, Miami did a good job also of, uh, doubling Tony Parker off the switch, you know, off the pick. And, uh, that, that, that was another adjustment that, uh, Spoltra, Spoltra made, uh, for his ball club last night. So uh, I I look for this to be a long series. And uh, if if it goes seven games, I have to tip my hat and say uh, it's going to favor Miami because, uh, like you mentioned, Tim Duncan, he's up in age. Uh, Ginobili's up in age. And, uh, you know, Tony Parker, man, it's going to be a long, tough series. They're even throwing LeBron at him uh, sometime to guard him. So uh, they're giving him different looks. But uh, I I really like... I like the Spurs. If they can get it done in six, if it goes seven, I'm going Miami.
1: You know, I'm not so sure if Dwayne Wade can last seven games in this series, man. And you never know when this guy's putting on or when he's really hurt. You know, he's hobbling around. Next thing you know, he's dunking the ball. I just – that doesn't – that's not a good mix for me. You can't hobble around one play and make a dunk the next play. You either hurt or you're not hurt, man. Don't be pretending that you are hurt or acting like you are hurt. You know, and me and you both know this, Sam. It's the difference between uh, pain and injury. And, um, you know, I can understand maybe he has some pain from time to time, but I don't see Dwayne Wade, the way he's looking on the court from time to time, playing a seven-game series at this high level.
2: Hey man, So I, I look
1: at it like the Spurs have a good chance of winning this thing, man.
2: Hey, uh, it, the, I, I really feel they have a good chance if they can – they got to prevent the bonus points, man. When uh, when Miami beat you, when they, if, they, if they're going to win this series – the Spurs have to eliminate the bonus points. And what I mean by bonus points, the Mike Millers, the Ray Allens, the Mario Chalmers. Chalmers had, uh, what, 19 points last night. Uh, Ray Allen had a very efficient game. He had 13 points. Mike Miller had nine points. When those guys get those that type of production, Chris Anderson, he's been very efficient throughout the playoffs. He had nine points. I mean, it, it's going to be tough to beat Miami if you can eliminate those guys and I just say, Hey, LeBron's going to get his Dwayne Wade, he's hobbling. You don't know if he's hurt. Uh, if he's just playing to the crowd, like you said, when he get a dunk, he's fine. When he turn the ball over, he's limping. So, uh, I I, don't, I don't know what's going on with that, but at the end of the day, Dwayne Wade's a competitor. He has a lot of pride and, uh, you know, there's just somehow some way he, he finds a way to get it done. But, uh, Miami's going to need more production out of Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh if they're going to be successful. If LeBron was going to – I don't think LeBron thought he was signing up for this when he signed three years ago with, uh, with Miami that uh, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh would fall off so quick.
1: I don't think so either. But uh, when we look at it, man, Bosh is – Bosh played decent last night, but at the same time, in the second half, he was nowhere to be found. He was not on the floor. As a matter of fact, I thought at one point he must be hurt because I didn't see him on the floor at all. But at the same, and when we look at it, Mike Miller, hey, man, he's playing some pretty hot basketball. Um, Ray Allen, he's playing some pretty hot basketball. But we've seen Ray Allen this season with the heat go from red hot to ice cold. We've seen Mike Miller not even be able to play because he's limping up and down the court. So we have to wonder, we're rolling the dice playing him. How long is he going to be able
2: to last throughout this whole thing, man? Hey, I'll tell you the one guy on the Miami Heat team that I do not want to have a good look at the basket, that's Ray Allen. Whether he's hot, whether he's cold, that's the one guy because he's been there, he's done it, he's a veteran, he's a guy that's not going to be intimidated. Now, Mike Miller, on the other hand, he's been hurt, he hasn't played that much, but at the same time, he's a prolific shooter. Those guys, they make shots, they make buckets, they're veterans, they've been there. That's why Pat Riley have these guys on the team. That's why they signed Mike Miller and Ray Allen. And uh, you know they rested Mike Miller for most of the season, for the for these moments. And those guys they performed last night. They they really needed. Uh, for them to show up, and uh, they showed up between uh, Ray Allen and Mike uh, Miller, they were six of eight from, from three-point range. That type of production, that that's going to open up the lane for LeBron to drive. Or when LeBron's driving, he's going to kick it out. And those, those are two guys you don't want to have a clean look at the basket. And uh, if the Spurs don't do a better job of getting out and contesting those shots, they're going to be in trouble.
1: Yes, they are. But when we look at it, I think the Spurs really have an advantage. Even Eric, even though Eric Spoelstra is a is a good coach, I think the Spurs has an advantage in the coaching department with Popovich. Man, I mean, this guy's an awesome coach. He's rested his players throughout the whole season. It was it was games Tim Duncan didn't play in because they wanted him ready for the playoffs. And the same goes for Ginobili and and Tony Parker. So I I think um uh, Popovich really has an advantage in the coaching position. And I think he has his team ready, man. And no one expected San Antonio to win two games in Miami. Miami. Because if they had won two games in Miami, we'd be saying this series is over.
2: That is true. And, uh, you know, Miami, they really responded. So, uh, hey, now the Spurs are facing a little adversity. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see how they bounce back and respond Tuesday night at 9 o'clock. I can't wait. Uh, I'm just looking forward to an exciting season, man. I tell you, But I tell you what, Darryl, There there's a lot of interesting things going on in the NBA besides the finals. Jason Collins walked in the Boston Gay Pride Parade. What are your thoughts on that? Jason Collins was the first active player in a major sport to come out and say that he was gay. So what are your thoughts on him walking in the Boston Gay Pride Parade?
1: Hey, man, you know, my thing is if you're going to go, go all the way. You know what I mean? Um we just had gay pride in Disney uh, a couple weeks ago. He we should have been down here. He'd probably have had more fun in fun Disney. I'm sure the weather would have been better. But, uh, man, I have no problem with Jason Collins. Um, you know, he, he's already come out and said he's gay. So we should see him on on, a, on, a, on a Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres' show pretty soon, too. You know, she's gay. She came out a long time ago and said she was gay. So I don't have a problem with him participating in any activity. My thing is, is how will he be perceived in the locker room? How will he be perceived between the lines? You know, but outside the lines, there is no problem. Between the lines is where he's going to have his problem. In the locker room is where he's going to have his problem. Those same guys that used to, used to talk to him and be buddy-buddy with him and, 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 and drop gay slurs all the time, those are the people that are now going to be looking at him like, wow, I said those kind of things in his presence. I thought I was his friend. I wonder how he feels about me. And are those guys going to come up and say, hey, Jason, I apologize for the way I acted for so many years, things I said. Are they going to come up to him and say that if he gets another job in the NBA? Uh,
2: the if is uh, uh, is the big question. You know, he is uh, a free agent, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see if another team signs uh, Mr. Collins. Hey, uh... NBA Coach of the Year. How, how do you go from the NBA Coach of the Year to out of a job? You know, the Denver, the, the Denver Broncos, I mean, the Denver Nuggets continue their overhaul and get rid of uh, Coach George Carl, one of the um, a potential Hall of Fame coach, you know. Uh, that's interesting. That kind of that shocked me, to say
3: the least.
1: That really shocked me, too. You know, and, and hey, man, let's look at the George Carl situation. You know, he, no doubt he's been a great coach. But when you look at him, just take a good look at him. He looks like he has aged twenty years in the last five. And we all know he had a had a had a about with cancer. He beat that. But when you look at him, man, his health looks like he looks like a man of eighty years old almost. When we know five years ago he he looked like a fairly young man. So I think I think this I think his health may have had something to do with them not signing him to another contract because, you know, he, he, because even this year, he had to take some time off. And the last year, he had to take some time off. So I think I think Denver's looking at this like, hey, you know, we have a position for you, but we just don't
2: think the coach is a position we want you to be in. Well, they lost their uh, general manager to the Toronto Raptors and the president uh, of the uh – the Denver Nuggets said that it wasn't really fair to coach Carl with him being in the last year of his contract. Uh, if they got off to a bad start, uh, him being a lame duck coach. So they felt that it was in his best interest to let him pursue other opportunities. And there, there are several jobs, big time jobs available. So, uh, you know, if, if that is the case, uh, you know, you have to commend the Nuggets for uh, going in a different direction and instead of being selfish and holding on to Coach Carl uh, for this one more season with him not having any security for them to let him go with several jobs being out there. So if that was the thought process, you know, kudos to them. And uh, I, don't really, I really don't feel that he'll be out of work long. And uh, he's probably he's going to get a better job with the uh, Memphis Grizzlies than the Clippers job. And um the Brooklyn Nets available. Hey, man, in other news, uh, uh, go ahead.
1: You know, I don't see how in the world the Memphis Grizzlies, Grizzlies even consider uh, getting rid of their coach, um, Lionel Hollins. I mean, man, he, he's taken them probably further in the playoffs than they've ever been. You know, but one of my one of my favorite players growing up, man, was Mo Chief. And to see that he got a job with the Pistons is very exciting news to me because I know he's going to turn that franchise around. I know they're going to be back to their winning ways before you know it.
2: Hey, that is congratulations to Mo Cheeks, uh, Joe Dumars, uh, to me, Joe Dumars is under a little pressure. He did a great job. He won some championships with the Pistons, but, uh, lately, uh, his track record hasn't been so well. Uh, they have a lot of young pieces, uh, in Detroit with, uh, Greg Monroe, uh, Andre Drummond, and, uh, and night out of Kentucky to point guard. They have the number eight pick in the upcoming draft. So uh hopefully uh Mo Cheeks can get him another young piece and uh continue to build the bad boys of Detroit back up.
1: You know what do you think about this man? You know I um I used to really like to see Mookie Blaylock play when he played with Atlanta Hawks man. But Wookiee Blaylock got out of the hospital and went right to right to jail, man. Yeah,
2: went I saw right that. Vehicular vehicular manslaughter. I heard that Mookie uh, blacked out. They say alcohol wasn't involved. Uh, You know, I I, I really would hate to speculate on what happened until more facts come out. But uh, Mookie Blaylock was a a very popular player. He played hard. He did everything the right way. So, uh, you know, prayers are with him and the families that uh, were affected by the um, accident also. Hey, guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Network. We'll be right back after the break
3: at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Sports Channel. Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
0: You're tuned in to Sports Info U.M. with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Sam, you know, man, it's, it's bad enough that Mookie Blaylock killed a 43 year old woman in this accident. But he's driving with no license, man. That's against the law. In itself, you know, and I don't understand these athletes with so much money and so much time on their hands not being able to go to the DMV and get their driver's license. Even when you have tickets, you should still be able to get your driver's license, man. Come on.
2: Hey, that uh, that's a very true statement. Uh, again, I don't know what happened. Uh, should he have had his license? Yes. All the other facts, I I really can't speculate on it. Like I said, uh, hopefully the family, you know, I'm sure they're in mourning. Uh, our thoughts and our prayers are with them. And, uh, you know, when you do a crime, you, you got to do the time. And so uh, there's consequences that uh, he's going to have to face for not having his license, for taking someone's life, uh, regardless of how much money you have. You know, these are just things that you can't do, whether you're an athlete or a regular civilian. And uh, he's going to have to pay the price for this mistake.
1: And that's for sure, man. You know, I, um, uh, Kobe, Kobe Bryant reconciled with his family and apologized, and they apologized. Man, now that's the best news I've heard in a while. You know, I, I, I'm really happy that this is, this is done with, because it's no, it's, it's, it's no worse feud than a feud with your mother. You know, you got to cut that. It's no worse feud than a feud with your father. You know, you only got one of them, man. You got to really be able to get along with them always and forever. I always tell people, when you go see your parents, go with your elbows bent. Take them something. Even if it's a, a Snicker bar or a bag of potato chips or a blouse for your mother, a pair of socks for your dad, take them something because they've given so much to us.
2: Hey, man, that is true. It's, it's, it's great to see them uh, patch things up. Uh, and Kobe still is still allowing them to auction off some things. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, it's about relationships, man. And, uh, exactly. and you don't want to do anything to hurt moms or pops. So it's just good to see that everyone that can uh, be adults about about this whole matter and, uh, and move forward. Hey, and other NBA news, the last thing before we move on to the Major League Baseball, Carl Malone and Dr. J leaves Michael Jordan off their all-time starting five. just want to know real quick, what's your thoughts on this, There, I, I smell some player haters somewhere.
1: Well, Sam, you know I created a song about those guys once upon a time. Haters! Where would I be without them? Man, these guys are just straight hating on Jordan, man. And, you know, when you look at Jordan and all he's done for the NBA and all the money that he's made, from the NBA that set him apart as to like a Donald Trump in the world. You know, these guys are just millionaires from the NBA. Michael Jordan is a Donald, a Don from the NBA. So it's a difference, man. I just see these guys hating on Jordan, man. It's no need for that. It's no place for it. All
2: right, man, moving along. uh, Major League Baseball, image takes another hit as Tony Bosch strikes a deal with investigators to bring down PET users, performance-enhancing drug users. Uh, What are your thoughts on this? There's a lot of big-name guys. Uh, Alex Rodriguez is one of those guys that's uh, being named in the um, Biogenesis of America's founders' uh, allegations.
1: You know, man, it's a lot of people named in this thing, man, and um, you know, uh, Robinson Cano, his name comes up from time to time now, too. Um... uh, um, a, a Melky Cabrera, his name comes up. But the guy that, that, that kind of brushes me in a wrong way about this whole thing is this guy, Blond.
3: Blond,
1: Blond, man. I mean, this guy adamantly, adamantly just kept saying, I would have never do this. I'd never do this. And then he even went on to say, they must have taken my specimen wrong. And in the end, Major League Baseball fell for this. But now his name is on the list. And we all kind of thought there was something a little shady about what was going on with him. And I think the, NBA, the, uh, the Major, League Base- I think Major League Baseball gave him a pass because he was a player of the year. And they didn't really want that image to be tarnished. And now I think they have to take another look at this man. And if they're going to suspend him for games, take the trophies away from him, too. If he was a player of the year... Take that away from him, give it to the second place person, whoever it was that was second place, because he does not deserve it. But man, I think the thing that we have to think about, Sam, I've been to some places in Miami. I lived in Miami for 16 years, and I've seen some really cruddy looking places that they call doctor's offices and clinics, and I would never step foot in them. And when you look at a picture of this guy's clinic, you say, I would never step foot. Put in there. I they probably got dirty syringes up in there. Why would you even want to go in there? And these are the kind this is the kind of place these guys are going to get get their enhancement from.
2: Come on. Well, no MVP has ever been suspended in Major League Baseball history. Now, Ryan Braun and Alex Rodriguez, that they both potentially face a hundred-game suspension because the commissioner's office would make the argument. That the connection to Bosch would constitute one offense, and then their previous statements of denying such a relationship would be a second. But hey, man, a hundred games uh, in the big scheme of things—that's nothing to these guys. You know, you're looking at A. Rod. He signed the 250 million dollar deal with the Yankees. They can potentially go after that money. But uh, but on the flip side of that, A. Rod—he's injured. Arod can retire, and the Yankees are going to be on the hook for all of that money. So the Yankees are in a they're they're in a bind when it comes to this. But another thing that I really has to that I really have to ask: How credible is Tony Bosch after after he went to A-Rod and asked him for three hundred thousand dollars in cash to to help with his defense against Major League Baseball and Arod? refused to give him the cash. Now he strikes a deal with with Major League Baseball to help them uh, break the, the complex doping scheme that he was running at Biogenes of America. So if, if I'm the players, I, I'm going to discredit this guy. I, I'm going to discredit everything he says. I mean, the Major League Baseball Players Association has to be licking their chops for the opportunity to depose this guy because, uh, you know, this guy's uh, soliciting money from Aaron to help with his defense against Major League Baseball because they were suing him. And uh, once he struck a deal that they they were not going to press – for the charges against him, then he's going to give up everything. Come on, man. Uh, So my thing is, how credible is Tony Bosch? Now, I'm not sitting here trying to justify and say that these guys weren't doping, but uh, he's gave these guys, with a lot of money and a lot of big-time lawyers, a lot of ammunition to fire his way.
1: Sam, do you remember the guy um, that, that told everybody that he had a dirty syringe from Roger Clemens and he had a a DNA from something else of Roger Clemens to prove that Roger Clemens did take the drugs. Well, I can guarantee you Bosch has a little bit more than just a dirty syringe or a beer can with his DNA on it. I can guarantee you this man got pictures of these guys coming in the clinic. He has has receipts. He has um, check stubs from these clowns. Man, I'm, this man, he he's done his homework, and he was just trying to milk a little bit more money out of these guys because he knew he could. He thought they were going to be running scared, but they are running scared in the other direction. And and when you look at it, Sam, these guys from the Dominican Republic, uh, South America, when you look at some of the slums that they come from, them, them making $8 million using the drugs, and then they finally get caught. If they make eight million dollars a season and they play four seasons five seasons and then they get caught, come on man it's worth it it's worth it
2: hey man you get you're talking about guys that they are making a lot of money and then we have mentioned this we have mentioned this several times on the show would you cheat? to make $80 million and then get caught. They're not going to take the $80 million away from you. Again, these guys are facing a 100-game suspension. And a lot of these teams, uh, again, for fear of A-Rod retiring, if you're the Yankees, you cannot withhold his salary. Because now you're going to be on the hook for 90% of his salary if he decides, hey, I'm going to retire from my current injury. So, uh, you know, that, that's the dilemma that the Yankees are in. A lot of his teammates are coming out saying that they are going to support him and Kano regardless of what happens. Uh, what else are they going to do besides support him? But, uh, you know, again, is this a witch hunt? MLB, they went after Barry Bonds. They now they're after A Rod, but there are a lot of heavy hitters on this list. Uh, you mentioned Ryan Braun. You mentioned Melky Cabrera, uh, Everett Cabrera, uh, Bartolo Colon from the Athletics, Nelson Cruz, the Rangers. Uh, just the name of a few of the guys, uh, and they say that this. Doping was very complex. Uh some guys were sending in their runners, guys from the entourage, uh, they were using numbers instead of uh instead of names and, and he's willing to break down all of this for MLB. Uh at the end of the day, man, A-Rod might would have been better off paying the three hundred thousand dollars.
1: <laughs> he may he may have been better off paying the three hundred thousand dollars because I'm what I really think is gonna happen. I think the Yankees are going to come back for some compensation. You know, A-Rod hasn't done anything for like three in the last three years. And here he is now making, making
2: bundles of money. Did you, not, did, you, did, you, did you not hear what I said? If A-Rod, I heard you if said. A-Rod says he wants to retire right now, the Yankees are stuck with his salary so if you, if you threaten me that i'm gonna take this year's salary let's say 20 million dollars if you say hey if you use performance enhancing drugs and you're found guilty i'm gonna take that 20 million dollars i'm gonna say hey this injury is bothering me i can no longer play you owe me a hundred million dollars they're on the hook for 90 million dollars of that would you rather lose 20 and get no production or would you rather uh just let it go I think the Yankees are going to just let it go. They're, they're a force. There's
1: some serious lawyers in this world we live in. And if they if they come out and can prove that he used illegal drugs, I think they're going to be able to say, hey, let's give us some of our money back. Are we going to take our money? Are we going to sue you for this money? Some kind of way, they want to try and compensate, get some compensation back from this guy, man. Hey, He's, man, you know
2: what? I'll I'll give you the twenty, but you're going to owe me the eighty. I'm done. I'll take the eighty. It
1: might might be a settlement. It might be a settlement. Maybe fifty. Maybe forty. Maybe sixty. But he's not going to get all of that money. And and I think baseball is going to look at it like, hey, you made all this money off of us now, but what are you going to do when your career is over? You know, Hank Aaron goes out every day and sign sign autographs because he's still one of the one of the he's still a legend of the game. These guys are going to have a tarnished legend of the game. Barry Barnes do not sign nearly as many autographs for money as Hank Aaron. And Hank Aaron is second behind him in the home run list. So it is going to hurt them. You know, Maybe it, maybe they can live off of what they have, no doubt. But are they going to be legends of the game? Are they going to be looked at like we look at Hank and Aaron?
2: These, these guys made a lot of money off baseball regardless of how they – Are looked at? Would you rather be uh, financially secure or or considered a legend of the game? There's a lot of legends of the game that are played in the NFL and that that are broke, uh, bodies beat up, you know, and and they are ambassadors of the game of football. So, you know, I I guess it's it's that the the beauty is an eye of the beholder. Uh, Would you rather be financially secure? Because, like you you mentioned earlier, a lot of these guys from the Dominican Republic, they're going to make their 15 to 20 million dollars they're going to go back home they came from the slums but they can live like kings off of that money so i I guess it's really how you look at things uh and for some guys i i can tell you that they can care less of how they're looked at but if they're financially secure uh at the end of the day they're going to be all right now um i'm a big believer that if you have been caught using performance enhancing drugs that you should not be in the hall of fame in any sport what are your thoughts on that? I
1: agree. You definitely should not be in the Hall of Fame, and and honestly, I don't I don't see a Rod going into the Hall of Fame. And I really see, well, I can't say a Rod won't go in the Hall of Fame, but I do see um, Barry Bonds someday going into the Hall of Fame because I look at Barry Bonds, man. This guy was a great player when he was with with the Pittsburgh Pirates. He was a great player then. When he went to the Giants. He was an even better player. So I don't think he was using the drugs when he was with the Pirates. When you look at the size of the guy when he was with the Pirates, he was not nearly as big as he was when he, at the end of his career when he was with the Giants. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand that some guys, they get in a weightlifting regime later on in life because maybe he didn't lift weights. A lot of baseball players didn't lift weights in the 80s. But in the 90s, all baseball players are into the fitness and the lifting weights. So it made a difference.
2: Hey, I don't know if uh, whatever he took helped his hand-eye coordination, but, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, It's it's almost like baseball is going to need a Hall of Fame for the guys that were clean and for the guys that were accused of doping. So uh, we shall see. Hey, in in other baseball news before we move along, Roger Clemens' son, Casey, was drafted by the Houston Astros in the 35th round of the – Major League Baseball draft, but he has instead opted to go to his father's alma mater, uh, the University of Texas. Hook them horns. Uh, congratulations to uh, to Casey. I-, I tell you, he has some big shoes. He- he's following some humongous footsteps to the University of Texas. Uh,
1: yes, he is, man. Uh, Roger Clemens was a legend at the University of Texas. And, um, you know, he... he-, he- He's still a legend in my eyes in Major League Baseball, one of the greatest pictures I ever saw. And I don't think his entire career, he was using uh, steroids. I think towards the end of his career, he wanted to hang on and hang on and hang on. And I think that's when he started to use the steroids, man. And it's a sad thing to know that this man probably used steroids for the last three years of his career. And that's basically what he's being judged upon. It's Not still his
2: cheap. I
1: agree. I agree. It is cheating. And that's what we look at. We look at the cheating for the three years. We never think about, about the uh, the Cy Young's that he won and all of the awards that he won and how great a pitcher he was for his for most of his career without using steroids. And we can't say when he did and didn't use steroids. Just Andy.
2: can't say. Hey another guy, Andy Pettit won his two hundred and fiftieth game, man. He was kind of involved in the whole Roger Clemens uh what are your thoughts on him will he make it to the hall of fame 250 wins normally that's guaranteed but uh when you have been involved in the steroid allegations that makes everything kind of cloudy
1: and it does even with him even though he came out and admitted it and and actually was a turncoat against roger clement you know but um it's it's Still has a cloud
2: over his name as well, man. They have to wonder, will he make it into the Hall of Fame? I'm two, not so sure. With 250 wins, will he make it? Not sure. I'm hey, not, man, I'm not sure. moving along, uh, you know, in the NFL, we lost a great uh, ambassador of the game. Uh, just want to send our thoughts and our prayers and condolences out to um, Deacon Jones. He was a great defensive end. And uh, just you know, it, it's a sad day in the um, National Football League when you lose one of your true warriors of the game and a guy who kind of changed the way that position has looked at. Uh, the sack, stat, is named after Mr. Deacon Jones.
1: Yes, it is. And Our condolences go out to him and his family. Yes, they do. And, um, you know, Deacon Jones is a Floridian, man, you know, Eatonville, Florida, you know, um, so – Uh, He's thoroughly missed in our state and throughout the nation, for sure.
2: Yes. Hey, when we come back, we have a lot of exciting news. Like you mentioned, Dale, Tim Tebow has landed. Uh, You're listening to Sports Info, UM on the Voice American Network. We'll be right back after the break.
3: internet flagship station for sports voice america sports do you love sports talk can't get enough sports talk Please visit nflalumni.org. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports.
0: tuned in to sports info um with daryl and sam call us today at 888-346-9144 that's 888-346-9144 or send us an email at sports info um 3793 at gmail.com now back to the show and
1: hey, welcome back to sports info um you know uh, sam tim tebow we hear that he has a job. Um, will he make it through training camp?
2: Hey, I'm not sure, uh, if he'll make it through training camp, but a, a couple of weeks ago, there was speculation or there was reports that Bill Belichick hated Tim Tebow. Belichick came out this week and said that, you know, he has an end against Tim Tebow. And, uh, Surprisingly, Tim Tebow signs with the Patriots and he'll be at mini camp tomorrow. There is a connection though. Joshua McDaniels uh, was the head coach of the Denver Broncos when Tim Tebow was drafted in the first round in Denver. Uh, you know, a lot of people say that a team stayed away from Tim Tebow because they didn't want to be involved with the media circus. I I think this is a great opportunity for Tim Tebow to go to a place where he can learn from a veteran quarterback. I thought that it would have been, uh, in Tim Tebow's best benefit if he could have somehow stayed in Denver and learned from Peyton Manning. But, uh, better yeah, he gets to learn from Tom Brady. So uh, if, if Tim Tebow, can, uh, if he's going to ever learn the quarterback position, it's going to be from McDaniels, it's going to be from Belichick, and it's going to be from Brady. Uh, my, my question, uh, we mentioned it off air, does Tim Tebow, uh, is he more deserving of an opportunity than Vince Young?
1: No, because in my eyes, um, he's not nearly as good an NFL quarterback as Vince Young. I just don't see it,
2: man. I don't see it either, but you know Vince Young, he has he's had some issues with coaches, and uh, I I don't see Tim Tebow as a guy that's going to cause a problem. Tim Tebow's uh, biggest fault is, is the media's so so in love with him that uh, it, it could cause problems. But as far as a guy that's going to be an off the field problem, that's something you don't have to worry about. Hey, uh, but in, in other NFL news, you know, there are every time that there's uh, speculation about uh, relocation, the Jacksonville Jaguars are mentioned. And, uh, again, you know, could, could, could it be the London Jaguars? Uh, you know, my thing is, why are the Jaguars always mentioned in relocation talks?
1: I can tell you why easy, Sam, and it's real easy because – I can go to see the Jacksonville Jaguars play the Dallas Cowboys for about $40. And I almost get a really nice ticket if I spend $50. And these same tickets, Sam, usually go for $100, $120 bucks in Jacksonville. And here it is, a, a, a poor hustler like me can walk up to this to the stadium and buy a ticket for $50, bucks, man. I can go to a game with, with $100 in my pocket and come home with forty dollars, man. Come on. That's why the Jacksonville Jaguars have to leave Jacksonville We they don't have the support they need in the city. I hate to say that, but because we have Florida State Seminoles, who are an hour and a half away from Jacksonville, and the Florida Gators, who are about an hour from Jacksonville, so close, and and the fan loyalty has been with those two teams forever. So when the Jaguars came here, they were behind the eight ball, behind the eight ball of the Gators and the Florida State Seminoles, man. So that's the reason they don't sell well, and that's the reason they're probably going to be leaving us.
2: Okay, why not the Dolphins? Why not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers?
1: The Dolphins are actually, like, they're, they're historic in our state. Before there was the Jaguars, before there were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Miami Dolphins ruled Florida. Everybody in Florida loved the Miami Dolphins. So we still have some of that loyalty still in the state of Florida. Even when the Miami Dolphins don't sell off, we got people all over the state of Florida really looking at them. People in South Florida, people in Tampa, they don't care nothing about the Jaguars, man. They don't look at them, they don't care about them, and they're not winning enough to be, to be important. That's why the Dolphins are not going anywhere. That none
2: of them. Mean. None of none of the Florida teams are winning enough. I mean, uh, if I look, if I'm evaluating the three Florida teams right now, I say the brightest future I would have to say is in Tampa. You know, they've added a lot of new pieces. But if you would, if you were to rank those three teams by attendance, who would be number one? Tampa. No and they don't have great attendance. Who would no. have been Jacksonville? It is Jacksonville. And, and that is why I am posing this question. Why always the Jacksonville Jaguars? Uh I know uh one of the one of the reasons is because we always see the TARPS. But at the same time, the Jaguars average attendance, uh, they have more fans in their seats than the Dolphins or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, you know, uh Defensive tackle Andre Whitworth uh, of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals came out this week and said he has no interest in going to London to play. And he said he would consider retiring if he was on a team that moved to London, if he was financially secure. And he also said that most players feel this way about well, going to London. But the NFL is they're being very... Uh, They're they're very insistent on that. They're eventually going to get a team in London and they're they're thinking globally. And, uh, you know, London is a six to seven hour trip from New York.
1: Hey, you know, Toronto wants a team as well. So, uh, you know, Toronto is not a skip or a hop from New York. But um, even Mexico, I can see an NFL team in Mexico and it's a possibility. So it's not a big shock to me that the Jacksonville Jaguars could possibly be going to London. This this has come up for years now. You know, um, it's, it's it's been in talks for at least five years, man. And with the new ownership the Jaguars have, um, I think the guy's name is Khan and I think he, he's not an he's not an American. He's he's a foreigner. So this wouldn't surprise me to see um see this team go to go to London or a foreign country. Hey, man. Canada, Mexico, either one
2: of them. We shall see. Hey, man, in the next five guys we're going to bring up, we're going to rapid fire. Ocho Cinco sentenced to 30 days in jail after he swatted his attorney on the butt. The courtroom erupted in laughter, and the judge didn't take it so kindly. He was given 30 days after she rejected his plea agreement. Sam, you
1: ever heard of a woman named Janet Reno? <laughs> She gave out over a million years when she was in Miami. So it not surprise me that a lady judge gave Ocho Cinco
2: 30 days. Hey, man, Adam Pac-Man Jones is in the news again after he was arrested for slapping a female. The females, two females came up to Pac-Man Jones him to take a picture. He said no. He, one threw a beer bottle at him. He said he was protecting himself and he will not let this break him. This is a man that has been in trouble several times. Uh, he's been suspended. Uh, he has done a great job of rehabilitating this image. Uh, again, all of the facts aren't out, but I'm just reporting the news.
1: You know, man, uh, I thought he did well when he, when he lost to Pac-Man. He just became Adam. You know what I mean? When he was Adam Jones, he became a pretty good player, hung around the league. He's been playing on teams. Haven't heard a lot, of it, a lot about him in the news. So man I applaud it man and and me and you both know Sam people try to provoke these guys because
2: they know they got money That is very true man he he might be better off selling out of court Hey man I was very disappointed when I heard this news that Cowboys Brent tested positive for marijuana you're talking about a guy that was in a in an accident with his best friend uh uh man you know the story uh he's He's on house arrest and he tested for marijuana tested positive for marijuana. They're trying to revoke his bond. What are your thoughts on Mr. Brent?
1: I think he made a bad decision, a really bad decision and he and he knew he was walking on thin ice man come on you gotta walk you gotta walk a straight line when you're walking on thin ice.
2: one Not side either. or the
1: other might be a little thinner.
2: Now if you're the judge, you're gonna say, hey, he made a bad decision. He made a bad decision when he got in the car drunk with his best friend and his best friend lost his life. Uh no. he, he, he made no. a bad decision when uh he was uh he was drinking and uh they had to remon they had to redo something with his uh electronic monitoring. Now he tests positive for marijuana. I mean uh Eventually he has to grow up. I, I'm sure he's very sorry about everything that's happened. But uh, and, and you know, hey, sometimes you continue to indulge in drugs and alcohol when you make the deci- when you make poor decisions. And you know, yeah. maybe this is his way of dealing with this problem. The, the young man definitely needs some help. Uh, Titus yeah. Young is out on bond after spending 27 days in jail. You know, his parents finally uh, posted bond for him. But their main thing was to making sure was to make sure that he can get his medication right. You know, he's Titus Young has some mental problems. And, uh, yeah. you know, most people, when they have problems, they don't want to be on drugs. They feel that they're going to be all right, that they are all right, that nothing's wrong with them. Hey, man, I got to commend his parents for just making sure, for allowing their son to sit in jail until he can get the proper treatment that he was going to need to be successful. Uh, you know, Titus Young has made a several, several, uh, poor decisions, but at the same time, when you have mental health issues, you know, and you're not taking your medications, you know, that's the recipe for disaster.
1: I I do, man. And I was a social worker a long time. So, uh, I commend his parents because without your family support, when you're in a situation like he's in, you you really have nothing. So I I really applaud his parents for for hanging in there with him because a lot of parents, Close the door, lock the door, and don't let you back in. So I'm I'm happy that they're helping him and, and, and hopefully he can um uh, get his stuff together, man. This kid's a great athlete, man.
2: Yes, he is. But uh the 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 most important thing is uh him getting his stuff together and uh, you know, just getting the proper treatment that it that's gonna it's gonna take him to be successful. Hey, the Browns' Gordon suspended two games for reporting reportedly taking cough medicine containing codeine in it. Uh, you know, he reportedly failed several drug tests while at Baylor, and uh, that which led to him entering uh, entering the supplemental draft uh, last year. What are your thoughts on uh, Mr. Gordon?
1: I really like this guy as a as an athlete, and I hope he can get himself together, and we can, as fans, see. The talent that he really has, man. I hope he can get a second game. I pray that he gets
2: something done. Yes, and moving along, Chad Johnson and Terrell Owens were, were working out together in Miami, hoping for one last chance. Owens says he's a different guy. I can't understand why no one will give him a chance in the NFL. Hey, man, Terrell
1: brings a, a mini... He, he doesn't bring a, a circus and a, a, a state fair like Tebow brings to the table, but we all know um, um, Terrell Owens is is going to bring a little carnival with him, and some people don't want to deal with the
2: carnival. That is true. Brett Favre showed us to blame for the split with the Packers. Said both sides played a role in it, but he was the he was more at fault. What are your thoughts on that? We got three minutes. Uh, Two minutes. Man, Brett, Brett, Brett
1: Favre is really trying to. You know, I look at this thing, man. He's really trying to trying to smooth things over with the Packers because when he left. He basically said, y'all kiss me, my- and I'm out of here. And now he's coming back saying, I'm sorry. I didn't hey. mean to say it like that.
2: Hey, man, time heal wounds. Should players be knocked for missing voluntary mini minicamps? No, it's voluntary. Imani Toomer feels that uh, Knicks and Cruz holdout is due to watching former teammate Steve Smith get injured with the contract offer on the table from the Giants and watching the Giants pull that offer after he was injured. Smith just recently retired from the Bucks. What are your thoughts on that? Real quick, you got about 15 seconds.
1: I think he hit the nail on the head, man. I really do. Ed Reed says he's going to be in training camp. If he can walk or talk, he will definitely be it. He'll be ready for week one of the
2: season, man. What do you think about that? Hey, man, I believe it. He's a gamer. Sean Merriman. And- Sean Lights Out Merriman says he was dehydrated and caused, caused uh, OD, uh, people who said he uh, overdosed. Uh False. He was dehydrated. Hey, man, I got one real quick thing. We're down about 30 seconds. Five-star defensive tackle Eddie Vandigo not, not released from his letter of intent by Notre Dame, decides to enroll at uh, UCLA and must forfeit a year and has four years to play three. Uh, uh, Brian Kelly, the coach, left Cincinnati when they were 12-0 and 0 during the bowl season to coach the Irish, the Notre Dame Irish, but he would not release this young man. Uh, how does... What are your thoughts on that? Coaches can leave, players can't. This young man has been penalized severely. It's a double standard for coaches, and they really need to do something about it, man. You know, it's, it's sad. I don't like it at all. All right. Hey, guys. We're going to be playing 60 this weekend in Palm Coast. We'll be talking about it next week. You're listening to Sports Info, Voice America. Sports Info, U.M. on the Voice America Network. We'll see you next week. Peace!